0: Family 1002 on 1010 WLB here in conversation with L.Y. And uh, have along with me um, my adopted brother and fantastic friend, Mr. Mark C. Mark C., how are you this morning? Good morning. Mm. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, well, well, he'll catch up with us good morning to each and every one of you and I trust you had a fantastic weekend Uh I was coming in on the late Saturday and a fantastic week I had up in New York with the National Action Network and uh this is their 31st year and I've been attending ever since 1995 and uh, It keeps getting better and better and better, as they say. And uh, I was particularly pleased that we had 44 uh, of uh, folk from Baltimore to uh, catch the bus 5 o'clock Thursday morning, and to thank the the New Shallow Baptist Church for allowing us to be hosted there with our cars and all, and 44—we were the second-largest delegation of the— Chapters in New York and so how proud we were and did we have representation. I'm telling our folks were fantastic they went to the sessions they were Opinionated and met the right people and said the right things and it was wonderful I I, I think we got Mark C back with us mark. Good morning
1: Hey, good morning. How you doing big brother you and the Uh,
0: Queen were there?
1: Oh, man, um I I'm gonna tell you, man. I, it was it was just way more than I even expected, man. Let me tell you, you know, Larry, I I I gotta tell you this, man, and I say it, but it's so true, man. You and and the National Action Network Baltimore chapter, man, the the the, the folk that you have with you, and you know all the names, so I ain't gonna leave nobody out. But I mean it's just every time you guys do a event. It's just um it, it it's just quality, man, it's well put together, you know, um the bus ride up, you know, we had refreshments we you know everything we had fellowship, you know, we just talking and networking and just everything, and then when we got up there, man, Lord have mercy, you know the first first thing we went into uh uh was uh doctor uh uh tyrone Taborn, the stem. Uh, then we left there, and uh, um, the, the young Tamra Hall, Reverend Al, you know, and, and uh, man, it, it was just awesome, 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 man. Uh, you know, I, I just can't thank you enough. We had a ball, and, of course, you know, you know, Sharon uh, uh, put everything, she Facebooked everything, and, you know, and it, it was just so awesome, man. Oh, first I, we... I hope everybody go next year. I hope everybody go, please.
0: I am with you, and I trust we will have a a good, good turnout by word. In fact, family, those of you who did not have a chance to make it, uh, you're encouraged to come on board with us tomorrow night. Uh, That is our third Tuesday, and the third Tuesday of the month, we have our National Action Network uh, meeting. And uh, one of the uh, two speakers will be Dr. Tyrone Taborn. And he was received so well. Uh, The only Baltimore plenary session that he and STEM City USA was the sponsor of. It was fantastic. And everything was wonderful. He made a wonderful presentation. And uh, he is an African-American who has jumped out and become a leader in STEM. And he is going to be with us tomorrow and uh, let me just say this as a clue: you will want to come and join us. There are jobs through the STEM that once people get their certificates, college no college, you can make anywhere between fifty to eighty thousand dollars your first year of working. Wow. Think about that. How do you do it? How? What ways and means is that possible? You come tomorrow night. And encourage those who are interested would like to get that that type of five- to six-figure job. You come on out and learn from Dr. Tyrone Taborn why he's so excited about STEM and the extension of STEM. You come tomorrow night. We're going to be there starting at 6.30. We used to finish by 8.15. We're at the New Shallow Baptist Church, 2100 North Monroe Street, and we encourage you to come and join us. And uh, you STEM members, you come on and bring a friend or two so others can get the benefit of what you've gained in terms of your information and you can help disseminate that okay so yes indeed the we had the vice president uh, Pamela Harris Pamela Harris she was in present we had uh, with us Tyler Perry he was there uh, we had um, Hill Hopper he came on board and then we had the, the dr. Andrew young the former ambassador of the United Nations and civil rights icon and uh, we had Magic Johnson yeah. and Susan uh, Rice and it, it was just a fantastic uh, conference and uh, we're going to uh, be putting on a mini uh, conference this fall on some of the very topics that was discussed uh, there uh, so that we can bring some of the information directly back here to our city and uh, let folks know that we are alerted to what's going on. And then we're going to come up with a uh, consideration for the Al Shopton Lifetime Achievement Award. And then we're going to create, hopefully tomorrow when the meeting is held, we're going to create another one called the Keeper of the Dream Award. Wow. Those individuals wow. who we believe are keepers of the dream Martin Luther King 55 years ago believed dealing talked about the dream yes sir and uh, we want to talk about people who are keepers of the dream and say so to them in a nice way so be thinking about that but we're going to be covering uh, discussions around uh, stem and social justice Housing in Baltimore has government policy stifled many as it was intended to help. Session on that. We're also going to be talking about the fact that uh, we need to have a discussion around the multi-million dollar uh, real contracts and jobs for minorities and women. We'll also be doing a session on Stand with Black Women Women on reproductive freedom a mixer and then of course of course we'd be adding public safety in our city well we're going to pause right now because I have a long way to catch up I was not able to be on the scene but uh, it's okay it's somewhat not to be on the scene if you have a person serving in public service to the likes of the next speaker coming on board with us as he stated he would do just that and he's on board to give us a recap of the 23 General Assembly session. And I'm speaking about the gentleman from the 45th Legislative District. And um, I'm just, as far as I'm concerned, he's at the top. Senator Corey McCray, good morning. Good morning. Good state, Senator. Thank you for being on board with us. Welcome aboard again, sir.
2: L.Y., L- thanks for the opportunity and, and just the pleasure joining every time.
0: Tell us how how the session of the good, the bad, and slight ugly. <laughs> I say slight ugly because I was told that somebody tried to disrupt the speaker. After 89 days, you had a little situation. That's not in the chamber, which you said, but I, I'm told that there was a little ruscous over there for a minute. But anyway, talk to us about the session, man.
2: Yes, sir. Uh, I'm just glad that uh, Madam Speaker always holds herself in such a uh, high regard and just would poise LY because I think that she handled it well and was able to be uh, moved through very quickly. I also do think that um, the delegate that did have the challenges apologized the next day. Um, and I think that they are moving forward from that. But the legislative session was a great session for the city of Baltimore, the 45th district in our great state of Maryland, L.Y. And some of the things that I think about um, is uh, some of the big things that passed was uh, recreational marijuana and being able to move forward uh, with that, looking at the licensure, looking at social equity, looking at how our municipalities and folks that have been historically impacted um, benefit from this. Um, One of the things is uh, I also think about Governor Moore and his agenda. One of the things that I was excited about was the $15 minimum wage and how he came in. He talked about it during the campaign, um, but he also delivered on it for the uh, people of Maryland. And then I think about how he took care of our seniors in reference um, to the tax break. Uh, the income tax break that's going to happen for, like, uh, those in the military, 55 years, um, uh, b- benefiting going from not just 12500 but being extended to 20000 during the tax-deductible year uh, for military service for those that are 55 and up. And then thinking about education and how the teacher shortage uh, is taking place, he also came in with the Maryland Educators Shortage Act. Um, which just makes sure that we can set up scholarship opportunities for um, these uh, uh, vacancies that we have within educational those seeking within that profession, uh, LY. Some of the things that I was very excited about, um, just making sure uh, to be able to – you know, work with our state's attorney, Ivan Bates, to be able to make sure that accountability is had for those that wear and carry illegal firearms uh, throughout our state. Um, I also think about the bill that we worked with, with with Roberta's House. Ly. This is an anchor in East Baltimore, right there at the intersection of North Avenue and Cecil Avenue. Myself and Delegate Jackie Addison was able to work on Senate Bill 41. That helps to remediate the uh, erroneous tax bills that they had received, property tax bills, for three years, and being able to clear that debt of a hundred thousand plus dollars on that uh, institution oh, does oh. such great work around mental health and uh, um, just those that are grieving uh, from that standpoint. Um, being able to work on Baltimore City Young Readers Bill, where any young person between the ages of zero to five, now our library system will mail them a book. Uh, Just because we know that when our young people are reading at an earlier age that they have greater opportunities from an educational standpoint, L.Y. And then when I look at some of the bond and and capital funding that we were able to do, I'm sure that you know that Great Blacks and Wax will always be at the top of the list and that we were able to bring them a million uh, dollars back to the museum to be able to help dr martin and the facility be able to continue the renovations that's taking place at that facility Um, i'm always challenged by the food insecurities that we have in our neighborhoods but i'm very uh, uh overjoyed a lot of work that's going on with Dana and Danny Henson right there in the 45th district footprint in the Old Town Somerset footprint uh, where we're going to have the first supermarket mm. that's coming to East Baltimore in decades, L.Y., and we were able to do a million dollars last year. We did 300000 to continue with that effort, and you should get a get a hearing, get a notice about uh, um, that announcement this year, L.Y., and I'm sure that the folks in East Baltimore uh, will be is static. We were able to help Past Apprentice um, for what he's trying to do over on uh, the Hoffa Road corridor, uh, Past Apprentice with Mount Zion. Uh, MacLewis Lewis Gym. Uh, the folks over at Mac Lewis Gym, they just had a big run, but we were able to expand on the capital improvement so the facade improvement for that building and bring them home a couple hundred thousand. Um, the Tendaya family, Dante Hickman, and Southern Bridge was able to get a couple hundred thousand for The Cube, the first uh, black women-owned uh, co-working space right there on the Hoffer Road corridor was able to bring them resources. LY, we were able to do some great, phenomenal work, and I can't forget about Plesh Jones and the Equality Equation that's going on on Bel Air Road, North Avenue. I can talk a lot about what we did this past session, but I want to talk about
0: some of the things you want to talk about, L.Y. Well, Wow, gee me, Christmas! I would have to say I I, I use the term "good." I would have to say a very good session, Tender.
2: I I feel very strong about what we were able to accomplish and bring home to the uh, to the city, to the forty fifth legislative district, and just be able to expand on. and Can't wait to get around in the neighborhood to be able to talk about it. But I'm glad that the first place that
0: I'm talking about it is with L Y and the W O L. (coughs) You're welcome. We welcome you, good man, anytime. $15 $15 minimum wage. When will that uh, take off?
2: So that's going to take, um, in, in effect, uh, January 2024. So he actually accelerated it. It would have happened in 2025. And we know the folks that's not making minimum wage are typically uh, women. So there's a higher percentage of women that do not make minimum wage. But it also is black folks, uh, LY, if we can be honest. And I just appreciate the governor having an intentional agenda about how to lift up black folks, our communities, within this space, then the minimum wage is one of those vehicles that he did so with.
0: Fantastic. And, uh, you you know, when uh, the marijuana situation that uh, came through and how you got the people are saying, and did you hear this in floor discussion, that—and by the way, I put in the first bill back in 1978— the chairman at that time was ch- Chairman Joe Owens. He came over to my committee, came over to me on the chamber of the House, and he said, uh, Delegate, I said, yes, sir. He says, uh, you, this this is your bill here. You, you see it? I said, yes, sir. He, he told me right then, standing in front of me on the floor, Lena K. Lee had to ch- send him back to his chair. Uh, son, uh, delegate, this is the last time you will see it. And so when I think about how far we've come since 1979 uh, with this issue, uh, Kurt Smoke, of course, as far as i was concerned, he lost his momentum running for governor because he decided to come out strongly and deal with this issue straight up. And so now here you are and your colleagues, y'all pick up the ball, and we now have this uh, issue in front of us come July 1st. But there are still those who say that what we've done is added to it's going to be a traffic situation. Will there be any monitoring to see if any of these dire folks are sort of correct?
2: So, so first I just want to say that we stand on strong shoulders uh, uh, from that standpoint. So thank you. Thank you. Thank Mayor Smoke at the time, who were just ahead of the curve uh, while I had the foresight to understand and how this impacted our community. It's sad to say that it, it, you know, the course correction happens in 2023, but thankfully it does happen at some point of work, but that, came as you stated because of the foundation that was laid for us to be able to do that work Um, and one of the things that we're thinking about is how do you get folks that traditionally wouldn't be in this space that have historically uh, been impacted uh, because of this how do we make sure that they're in this arena uh, from that standpoint so we controlled in reference to the license how many licenses would be uh, uh, given out we also controlled in reference to how many would be pushed from a socially impacted uh, space and also those dollars that are re- the revenue that's raised uh from this standpoint l y making sure that we are intentional about who that focused some of the things that I was concerned about that was addressed in the bill uh was just i didn't want to over concentration um in our neighborhoods uh l y so there was provisions that were put in that it can't be within a thousand feet. Of a school, a daycare, and also an existing license holder uh, from that standpoint. I look LY, and not to say that this is similar to uh, liquor stores, but like I have 23 liquor stores within a one mile radius. I'm not saying that it's not a desirable business, but at the end of the day, the over concentration does our neighborhoods no good mm-hmm. uh, from that standpoint. So I'm glad that that was addressed in the issue in, in there. And then the oversight that uh, alcohol, tobacco, and uh, Commission will have oversight of it and just wanting to make sure that they have the teeth um, to make sure that when neighborhoods do may have challenges, because in Baltimore City, we have residential commercial neighborhoods. So they're not traditionally these commercial corridors or it's, it's a mix of both. And just making sure that they have the teeth to be able to help remediate issues when we do have those. I've got 2 licensed hold dispensaries in my neighborhood um, at the moment, one in Mount Vernon, one on the Bel-Air Road corridor. And one of them is great. They're great with the neighborhood. But then sometimes I get reached out by the neighborhood because of one of the facilities. But as you stated, this isn't something that's a one-and-done. This is something that we're going to consistently be looking at and be moving the needle for probably over these next legislative sessions to come to see because it's a new end.
0: You mentioned uh, in your r- rundown there was a program. I think you called it uh, mail books to kids who were f- from old 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 to five. <laughs> oh.
2: Yep. So. So the Baltimore City Young Readers Program is a program that existed uh, with Governor Hogan. He was the one that first started it. It was a phenomenal program and what we did was we codified that language. We put it under our library system to make sure that this goes on in perpetuity versus year by year. And what that does is for those that are zero to five, we mail books out. So they'll mail a book out. You keep that book and when you mail the next when you mail that book back, you'll get another book. That happens all the way up until the age of five, because as stated, uh, while we know the more that we're reading to our young people, the more that we're engaging our young people, the more successful the opportunities will be uh, for them in front of them.
0: Fantastic. And then, Mark, you get a question together, but I got one last one on my thought here, and I want to congratulate you, Senator, and your your colleagues. Supermarket in East Baltimore. My goodness, that's going to be a major, major celebration, man.
2: Yeah, very, very yeah. excited.
0: The location
2: It, it it's it's gonna be right there at New New Orleans, um Orleans Street and it's right there by Dunbar High School is where it'll uh be
0: not the old um, town mall.
2: Right down there by Old Town Mall, yes, sir. Oh uh, my that's, that's the
0: one thing that I could uh, not get finished during my twenty uh, during my, my twenty three years there, sir. Gee, Merry Christmas.
2: And, and just salute wow. to Danny and Dana Henson, man. They're one of the greatest. The Henson Development Group, their nonprofit mission first was how we were able to award the state grant funding. Um, but the work that they're doing is so crucial. They're raising our population in the city of Baltimore uh, because of the amount of housing that is being created. But at the end of the day, it's not just about housing. It's about making sure that you have these amenities around it to make sure that the uh, community is healthy, Focus walkable for all uh neighbors, so I'm super um ecstatic and excited and look forward to the announcement that's coming this year about the uh supermarket
0: fantastic mark
1: yeah um and, and thank you uh, thank you for everything and uh and thank you for working with the state's attorney um i have my, this is my concern we we passed the fifteen dollar minimum wage um is there anything that we can do because um, like the, the little phone stores and different places, they will raise it to $15. And I know because I, you know, I have children that work recently. Mm-hmm. And what they'll do, Larry and, and Senator, they will pay the $15 an hour. I mean, these are large company stores and supermarkets, but they will cut the employees' hours and, and, and things like that you know, to get around. Uh, paying the fifteen dollars an hour, and any kind of regulations or things that we can put on a Walmart or Giants or whatever, you know, phone stores that's making multi million dollars that that do that to uh, young people and don't give them benefits and stuff like that.
2: Man, the, the reality is is that they should have been paying it all, all, already. So when we first did the $15 minimum wage in two, 2019, we saw Under Armour got on board, LifeBridge got on board, Hopkins got on board, University of Maryland got on board. So they saw the trend um, that was happening. And the reality is, is that these are some of our low-wage jobs. Um, that this is taking place at, and we know who's cleaning our hotels. We know who's uh, working at some of the stores that you talked about. We know who's working in our hospitals, our service industry is what I should say uh, uh, from that standpoint. But any employer within my district, we do have hard conversations about what does this look like? What does it look like Mm -hmm. to be a successful community? We know that the people Mm -hmm. are making $15 an hour, they're not holding on to that money. They're spending it right back and circulating it in our economy within our grocery stores our gas stations right there Intel, kind of, because they're not they don't have the money to be able to hold on as some of the other folks to wait for times to come or 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 the economy to shift uh from that from that standpoint so it circulates right back in the economy but I look forward to talking with uh and working with any employers uh from that standpoint it's one other thing that I did. Uh, that I was remiss and I missed uh, from that standpoint. Ly, that's super important. So Baltimore City was the mecca in reference to uh, just youth sports, and unfortunately, some of the adjacent jurisdictions have now become the places to go to places. But one of the things is having four kids, having a tenth grader, or eighth grader, um, a, a second grader, and a third grader. You realize how sports connects with academia so much. So in the operating budget, because of our new powers, Ly why, we were able to make sure that Baltimore City wrecks and parks are awarded a couple hundred thousand to have a robust middle school basketball program. Wow. My daughter's wow. to she's wow. going to high school, but the reality is, is that there's a gap there. We have sports teams at our high schools. Our elementary school students can go to the Y or Coppermine, but... Right there at that middle school, they're not being prepared in the way that they should to be able to progress the high school from a sports standpoint. And I look forward to kind of codifying this. But in the operating budget, you'll see for the first time there's an appropriation specifically for Baltimore City for their middle school basketball program.
0: Wow. All right. Uh, Glory, you had a question of the senator, Lloyd. Okay, I thought we had the question. Gloria, I got to move quickly, sir. Do you have a question? It's not working. Okay. Senator, if it, by all means, I, I'm going to uh, ask if you'd be so kind and let your colleagues know that if they want to call in next Monday, and I'll get to the message as well. they to give their update because the 45th District, I mean, you've, you've hit a grand slam, as you usually yeah, do. Yeah, we
1: had fun.
2: We had fun. You had to
0: you cry. Had <laughs> so if they're all the ones that want to get up and care enough to join with us, Mark and I, they'd be more than encouraged to do so. I would put time aside because I, oh, I mean—
2: I- Yes, sir, You're absolutely right, and I'm going to make sure that I um, uh, push on my colleagues to be able to reach out. And just, you know, I, I can't say it enough, man. Just thank you for everything that you do. You, Mark, just amplifying the voice of those that don't always have that voice, uh, why it's so important and will always be forever, and yet you all's debt.
0: Um, no doubt about it, sir. You. You're the top of the line as far as I'm concerned down there. Appreciate you so very much, good man. Have a good week, and always, when you find something that you think is worthy of this airwaves, Come to us. We'd be happy to put you up. Yes, sir. Have a blessed Have a safe one. Peace to you, sir. Stay centered. Corey McRae. Yeah. Fair. Okay. What happened to Glory? No, no. I had called him to come on the while. I... Oh, okay. Well, let's see what his question would have been anyway.
3: Uh, yes. I'm glad you got back to me. Yeah, I was <laughs> asked, I was going to ask him was the bill brought up about uh, uh, not paying taxes, city taxes, when you get a certain age, and that's always been my concern because I'm on a tight budget as well. And the other thing is, and I hate to I hear that they're waiting so long to get that $15, and like he said, it should have been all along. But years ago, I remember when, when small businesses were calling on different radio stations complain talking about it would hurt their business, hurt their business, okay. But they got, they had the funds. But when I used to go out, I used to go up to the clerks and ask them, I said, do y'all have insurance coverage? When they say no, no, I would not spend no money in that store. So that's what we need to do, you know, to, you know, solution to deal with those problems. And and these business complaining, talking about they're going to lose business, they need to close down and hook up with other business and come together so they can be stronger. But, but to say that, you know, people, should, you know, uh, don't need it or it's going to hurt their business, you know, they're just making excuses and everything. But that's what I wanted him to comment I, on. And hopefully I can hear that again about uh, being I will senior. certainly,
0: I will certainly make the inquiry for you, Lord. I, being what happened to Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Appreciate you, man. Okay,
3: y'all have a blessing. All, right. All right. All right. Talk oh, to you God. too, man. All right, Mark. Okay. All right, brother.
0: Yes, I've got you. All right, let me just share with you, family, that, uh, and I'm going to try my doggoneest to get her on board with us. Uh, uh, Nettie Millard. Oh, my goodness. Mark, she has just put out another book, and it's entitled, rather, When Justice is Healed. It's a poem, it's essay 2121 Justice. Healing Questions for People and Nation at a Crossroad. And uh, wow. this this author, she's a poet, she's an inspirational speaker, a trainer, and career consultant who specializes in personal and professional development with self-awareness and self-appreciation as core values. She's a graduate of U.S. Capitol Page School and how. University and John Hopkins University, and combines poetry with words of faith and action oh. to encourage, uplift, inspire, and empower beloved communities near and far. And I had a chance to only get to a third of it on the train ride coming down from New York, <laughs> so I have not finished the book, but uh, yep. she uh, also dedicates it. Uh, to to my godmother, uh, who's uh, Helen Dale, who she yeah. said uh, inspired her to even think about doing another book. And so we certainly oh. want to—she also put the, her book in memory of Dr. Ann Emery. Amen. And, of course, we all loved Dr. Emery as well. So I'm going to try my dog on us to get her on board with us within the next two weeks or so. Uh, I'm anticipating a call from one of, the, one of the people who had talked to me about some employment opportunities that is coming forth, and hopefully I'll be hearing from them as we go along here. Uh, but talking about opportunities, uh, the, uh, we were able to get a small grant, uh, we being the uh, Greater Baltimore Chapter of the National Action Network, And uh, we're going to do and continue on with our STEM program. Uh, And so if there is uh, interest in the STEM program, uh, if you are interested, by all means, reach out to us. And we'll be having the person who's handling that will also be with us tomorrow. And you can talk about job opportunities as well as being a participant, those of you who are between the ages of 17 and 24. In particular, we're going to have classes for you that will be conducted by our STEM uh, team. And so you come tomorrow night to our meeting where we're going to have the man in STEM. the STEM City USA, Dr. Tyrone Taborn. He's coming on board. He was, oh, did he represent us so strong yes. at the yes. session in New York. And, uh, yes. you know, the people keep talking about Baltimore this, Baltimore that we have people who are doing wonderful things and representing us well. And Dr. Tyrone Tabor certainly did that with his STEM City USA program. And like I said, when he and then two or three of the other folks started talking about the job opportunities that could be made yeah. available for college or yeah. no college, and you can start off at $50,000, 60000 $80,000, and then some figured one guy, young fellow, 22 years of age, got a job. The minute he went through the program, $110,000 job. Come on now, at 22? My goodness. Sounds so awesome. Don't you know it? Don't you know it? And so uh, we're interested in having you come on board. Uh, Mark, we still have this crime wave of uh, young people, man. He's he's, a 12-year-old. Come on, now?
1: Yeah, yeah. But, you know, um, before you change topics, um, one thing about um, when we went to New York, Baltimore, you said, had the um, the second largest um, delegation there. Mm -hmm. Well, the only one that beat us was New York, and that's where they was right there.
0: Yes, that's right, that's right.
1: That, they the only one to beat
0: up. That's right.
1: I mean, Baltimore represented, man. <laughs> but um, and 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 two, you know, before because, you know, we do got to talk about this craziness. But um, also when you was talking about um job opportunities, we need we need to let people know. Uh, Larry, they had a <laughs> excuse they had a um the city had a job fair, uh over at Chick Web, uh rec Saturday and um uh, they say hundreds of people came out you know for um for DPW and things like that but they're going to be having another one at the Oliver wreck um and let me they're going to have another one at the Oliver wreck i believe this weekend it, because Larry um stores are closing man if you go to any Sioux City you'll see three or four young black uh young people working there and and they're getting ready to close them Larry. Did you know that? Larry?
0: Yes sir. Okay.
1: Yeah did you know they get they getting ready to close the um the shoe cities? No. Yeah man and any shoe city you go to, there's three or four young African Americans working there. So this is very important. Um it said uh, the Baltimore Department of Public Work employees helped applicants move through a city job fair event at the Chick Recreation Center. Uh, that was April April 15th. Mm-hmm. And the job fair was hosted by the Department of Public Works through hundreds to Chick Web Recreation Center in the Dunbar-Broadway neighborhood Saturday. Okay, Department of Public Works Chief Administration Officer the department's hiring for a host of positions Larry but the new one the the new one will be um April 22nd at the Oliver Recreation Center located at 1600 north Spring Street it'll be 10 a.m to 2 pm so I wanted to you know to make sure that we get that in Larry please but um yeah man that, that the 12 year old uh that was shot. He, um he was he was killed with a assault rifle uh Larry 12 years old and was killed with a, a, a assault rifle the other day um and I and I heard Larry he was one of our, our uh troubled young people but um you know I don't I, I heard he's one of, was one about troubled young people but uh the thing is um someone came uh and and. To, you know, just he tried to run away and shot him with a with a assault rifle, man, and 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 killed him. And um, he's one maybe of about I think it was like five shootings, and I think two dead. Uh, it was a, a a a crap game, and they 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 uh turned it into a shooting. They found a, a one young man in a stolen car, shot in the head, you know, and and things like that. But the thing is, Larry. Um, I went to, I told you, I sat in a three-hour safety meeting um, last week at City Hall, and the meeting was called by um, Councilman Robert Stokes, and it brought all of the agencies together, um, the the sheriff's office, um, the state's attorney office, the state's attorney was there, the sheriff was there, um, Monzi, the school police, you know, on and on and on, and the thing that stuck out to me, man, uh, and and that's why I thank um, Senator Corey McCray, because he seems to be the one that's really serious about doing something about this lawlessness. Um, the state's attorney, Larry, we got to maybe even get Hassan on and and to elaborate on this. Him and the and, and the and the, um, and the sheriff, they've been ready to go, man. They've been ready to go out here and do what um tyrone Powell said which is multiple uh multiplier which means agencies working together and they're coming out on the street because larry the chief of uh, police um said this and i didn't notice um he was talking about the dissent decree and he said that uh we might be violating the dissent decree because Officers, we always talk about this, the most important thing is is boots on boots on the ground interacting with the community. But did you know, 15, every 15, 20 minutes of an officer's shift under the dissent decree, they're supposed to be engaging with the community out of every hour. Did you know that? No. Yeah, every 15 to 20 minutes of there, of the hour, you know, but then he said, we don't have, you know, the officers to do that, but that's where the false multi- force multiplies come in. But man, you got, we got to get his son because he can explain this. The state's attorney came up with something brilliant, man. And it's going to be called like citation court and what it is like, um, it's like a diversionary program um, that's going to be for young people, but it's also going to hold people accountable. You're going to have resources. You'll be able to, you know, be offered services and things like that. Uh, drug court and things like that. Because um, he said he found out that they had stopped doing things like that. And as a recovering person, it's important that that, that you do um uh, hold people accountable when they're out there breaking the law, you know, whether it's drugs or whatever, because you can get the help in court. That's how you find out if a young person is homeless or whatever, whatever services they need. So this is this is going to be a game changer, man. And I really felt um, uh, with even with all of this craziness going on, I really felt um, some hopeful, hopeful, I'm going to say hopeful. When I left that three-hour, I sat there for three hours, and I really I felt hopeful when I left there like that. Um, we're going to start to see uh, some movement towards collaboration uh, that's going to trickle down to the streets. And the school police officers, and, and then let me say this, man. We say it all the time. It's nothing personal, man. Um, I went and supported a Brandon Scott so many times. Um, when he was passionate about the water bills, when he was city council uh, pr- uh, city councilman, he was passionate about the water bills, um, about the meters not working and all that kind of stuff. He was passionate about uh, the police officers getting out of their cars and engaging in the community and things like that. Um, when, he w- when, when he was um, when he was when uh, he uh, was chairman of the safety committee and things like that, I went down there many times, you know. And, it's, and it's, it's nothing personal, you know, when, when, when we say things. But um, I think, you know, he, he was asked that he support Alvin Bates and, you know, and, and different things um, to hold people accountable. He said, yeah, well, they know. But um, he wasn't down there beside him like Corey McCray and other people were because his, his word goes a long way. And uh, you know he has to be in the schools and 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 when and and the rec centers are not closed up and all that kind of stuff. All right? They're open and they even have resources in them and meals and stuff like that. But but the mayor has to come out and tell people that stuff. If we out on the street, you know. Who needs a job? I need a job. You know I didn't know you know this that and the other lot of young people and stuff like that. Man, he has to go into schools and talk to people and stuff like that. And 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 reassure people that that we're going to be moving forward and doing things. He's the most important person, uh, in the in, in you know in Baltimore right. City government.
0: Okay, we got a couple of calls we we'll get to, and we got uh, yes, sir. yes sir. 16 yes, sir. minutes to get them all in. Let's do it right now. And uh, yes, oh my sir. goodness, look who we have on board with us. Who we got on board? Uh we gifted? Yes, of course. so uh, when this gentleman joins us, takes the time to pause. For the good cause, and that's Brother Ray Davis, Professor Ray Davis. Oh, we, <laughs>
4: good
5: morning, morning good, good
4: morning, Larry. I hope both of you are doing well. Good morning. Join the show. Morning, in big ways. Yeah. Real quickly, uh, I want to correlate uh, the <laughs> STEM opportunities that the senator was talking about with the crime and our young people. So, as we know, twenty-three schools in Baltimore City, zero children. Not one child proficient in math and reading. How will they enter a STEM program in Chicago, Senator? I I don't think you knew this one. Fifty-five schools in Chicago, not one student proficient in math or reading. Not one. No. Okay. Now that's just two cities, Chicago and Baltimore. That's if my math is right. I just counted seventy-eight schools. So when we talk about STEM, it may be exciting on one level, but where are the children capable of moving into these programs? And, and, and let's talk about programs. The greatest program for our children's success, are parents, Baltimore, Chicago, Detroit, they have all of these programs. And they have many people like myself and Mark and Doc and many others on the streets, mentoring, coaching. We're not winning. We're not winning. We're not, we're, we're losing. And the reason we're losing is because we are not producing children that are competitive. And as Malcolm said, if we're gonna rely on our government to be the leading spokesperson or advocate for our children, we will constantly fail as we have been the past 30 years across the board because the failure is not just with our children. Uh, Mark Marcel published the uh, Black Report and when we talk about housing, when we're talking about uh, savings and, and black uh, bank accounts. When we're talking about educational deficits and health def- deficits, his report, which is in copious statistical detail, says we are worse off, not better hmm. or the same. We're worse off than we were in the 40s. In, 19- in, in the 40s, in the 40s and 50s, we didn't have children that were zero in math or reading. We had men in their home. And and I'm going to close on this note. We can get excited about programs all we want, but take Mark out of his house, take me out of my house, take Richard Rowe out of his house, whoever, we can go down the list. Dr. Bundley out of his house. Do you all really think that our presence as conscious males in the home, 18 years, 6,570 days is going to produce the same fruit as a conscious man in his home, steering, holding that child accountable, checking homework, helping his wife out. So I'm not getting excited about programs. I'm getting excited about men who are building a neighborhood because they have a household. And again, it starts with the household. You can't have a neighborhood without a household. You can't have a community without a neighborhood. And you can't have a nation without a community. So we have the tools. But until our men start taking ownership of our homes, you can have all the programs in the world. And the homicides and the high school deficits and the health deficits and the food deficits will continue.
0: That's all I had to say. As always, challenging and somewhat alarming. Not somewhat, a whole lot alarming. (laughs) Gee, this is Rethink is always good, brother. Thanks, Thanks, Ray. It's scary, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, let me let me get these let me get these uh, yeah, three yeah, other callers yeah. on right now. Okay. All right, All right let's uh, go with
6: uh, Brother Re- Reverend Willie Ray. Yes, sir. Good morning, uh, Senator. Again, congratulations to you, Brother Al Sharpton, for that great conference. As I said, I was under the weather, but I was glad to hear the, the report. And Tavon, Tavon Tavon made uh, our day for Baltimore City, uh, and to Brother Mark C. Uh, uh, yesterday in church, the pastor acknowledged that the We Are Us Brothers will be at New Shallow today, marching in that neighborhood. And I was glad to see that Brother Carlos, who's, who's a member of New Shiloh, got the brothers to come out today at 6 o'clock. So I should be joining y'all. I'll be a little late because I got a meeting. But I'm glad to see that We Are Us Brothers are joining back with New Shiloh men, as well as Dr. Harold Carter, Jr., and update Senator, uh we are still kicking off a performing arts uh program down at the Robert C. Marshall Rec Center that's on Pennsylvania Avenue in Dauphin. We plan on part- building a partnership with Framington uh uh Fremington- Templeton Academy, it's at said at Dauphin in Pennsylvania, and also uh the one twenty two uh uh Calvin uh uh Rudich. That's an elementary school. We want to build a network between the schools and the uh, the rec centers. Uh, we're trying to revive, as you have said, Senator, the young people. That's why we and those who've been re, 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 trying to remember. All right. Yes, I am. I am in in, in in recuperation, but I'm regenerating my my programs with younger children. But I'm still active and thriving well. Amen. So And I'll be with the rec center today at 5 o'clock to meet with the, the kids down there as well as uh, to get with the schools down there. That's, but I'll be out tonight put where us men there, thank at you. New Shallow Baptist Church.
0: Appreciate you bringing that information to us, good man. Thank you much. Much appreciation. We'll
6: your national accident work tomorrow, Tuesday, too, at, at New Shallow. Busy man. <laughs> okay, thank Six you. O'clock. Have a safe
0: one. Appreciate you much. Let me get Bobby up in here quickly.
5: Bobby. Thank you so much, Senator, for taking my call and Marcy. Let me just give y'all a little bit. Let me just give y'all a little bit of information. 1310 North Stricker Street. Why that address is entrenched in my soul. That's the former place of Lillian S. Jones Recreation Center. It is closed down, boarded up. It's also where the citizens of Sandtown go to vote. So I'm just hoping and praying that I don't have to move out this city because Brandon Scott wins a second term. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure this evil young man do not win again. Larry, I have sit back and I have watched. They have hired another city administrator. None of the agencies are performing. And the most crucial three agencies, education, public safety, and housing, the new city manager have no authority over none whatsoever. So, what the citizens supposed to do, Senator? Uh,
0: who's, the, who's the you see the person that they brought on as the new
5: chief has no responsibilities. The, the new city administrator right. have no author, no authority over the housing authority of Baltimore City the police department of Baltimore City, and the educational system, the schools of Baltimore City. None whatsoever.
0: And is, correct me if I'm wrong. Did, the first time that nominee was up, there was no consideration, and then something happened, I gather, the mayor called the people in and said, look, I want this, and he was able to get the votes out of the council to confirm her?
5: You're 100% right in my dealing, most of our politicians will sell us out for a chicken breast sandwich. So what he did, went in there and twisted their arms, and they went on with it. This position should never been established in the first place. I voted against it, because why is the man using these people as buffer to protect his sale policies?
0: Well, we're certainly going to be looking into 24 elections as uh, that season is coming up upon us real fast, like, and I'm sure your question, among many others, will be part of our discussion, and I have a feeling, Bobby, you're going to be right there calling regularly, and hopefully we can even have a situation where we can have a town hall meeting and have the candidates come and address issues such as the ones in which you just asked.
5: You know, my mother used to tell us in South Carolina when they was going to church, the creeks used to rise. So they used to say, I'll, I'll, I'll see you if the creek don't rise. Well, let me just leave you with this, Laura and Mark. I'll see you if the creek don't rise. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Yes, sir. My, my. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. But 24 elections should be quite interesting, I think, Mark.
1: It's going to definitely be quite interesting, man.
0: And uh, I just want to remind folks that tomorrow night we're going to have the Greater Baltimore Chapter of the National Action Network. We're going to be meeting. We're going to be talking uh, about job opportunities, and particularly, though, and especially um, some jobs opportunities that's going to come to us through um, Career Communications, which is the STEM City USA. And then we're also going to have a discussion. There's some new jobs down at the Baltimore Terminal. Uh, that, uh, oh, uh, good. good. Yeah, yeah. All the Baltimore Terminal will be coming up. And that's going to be something we certainly would let you know some, how to get on board. And so uh, those of you who are seeking jobs, but didn't have, those of you who just want to have information to know what's going on and how important right. it is to know certain things, right. you join us, 630- a new Shallow Baptist Church. We are usually out by eight fifteen, no later than eight thirty, and encourage you to come and be a part of. Now, Mark, you know what I'm going to do. I made this commitment a couple of months ago, and I forgot. And yeah. now I'm going to do it. I want to let folks who have businesses come and get a sixty minute 60 minutes. Listen to me. We only have that sixty seconds uh, commercial, free. I'm going to let them call the show and uh, tell us what they're doing and why they're doing it. I mean, I got a be- be- lady right in Pikesville has this beautiful boutique that I went to. I'm so proud of what she's doing. She's out there, black woman, and got this going on in Baltimore City and another one going on in Columbia. And uh, I, I said, people don't even know it. And then we got a right. couple of other businesses that are out and about. And I just want people to know what's going on. So if you are one of those folks, and about two Mondays, Mark and I are going to open up our airways, and all we're going to do is say, calling in is, calling in is, and you will be able to talk to the community. Let them know what you're doing. If Whatever responsible, constructive, positive business that you have, I want to know about it. Mark and I want to know about it. So uh, give us a call and let us plan. So, we know that we going to have, we can probably get in about 30. must because we, yeah, let's plan on getting in about 30. So, I know, Mark, in your network, and I will be telling the people tomorrow night, and oh, I'm absolutely. telling the people now, if absolutely. you are aware and you have thought never thought about it, think about it one minute, and you can tell the citizens of the community what you're doing and why so you're doing and then let them call you to find out more information than you can only give in one minute. But uh, that's something that I made a commitment I would do, and I'm happy to do just that. That, I'm also having discussions with the governor, Mark. I was trying to save him for the podcast, but I think we're going to have to get him up on board. (laughs) After listening to what Senator Cory McRae said, uh, I, I, I said, Governor, and a capital G, good session. But no, he had a fantastic session and based on hearing everything from uh, Senator McCray that uh, went down this past session, and you need to know so that when laws take effect, you'll know it. Well... Uh, on point of course you hear the you hear the music <laughs> and that's sean way saying he said larry i gotta tell you this i appreciate you good man i think he's the best something about sean but you got to get up out of here because coming up next <laughs> is the legend herself and she's on board and what a fantastic program and how busy she's going to be and she finds that I like it now. She got her hair back the way I like it, so she's spoiling me. they not, they tell y'all to get a room. And stop oh. that, Mark. I don't say nothing about that. Don't do that. T- <laughs> go, go hug the queen and be quiet, man. <laughs> all, we legal. We we legal. All we things legal, be all things <laughs> all things be good and equal, family. You stay tuned. Up coming next, the living legend herself. Jeez. In the meantime, peace.